Ladies and gentlemen, we are so excited for you to take this journey with us as we go into winning women, living life on purpose, and our first guest. Our first guest is nothing short of incredible. So I want you to take a deep breath for a moment. And I want you to be intentional about joining us for the next three episodes as we dig into a tremendous hidden gem who truly isn't that hidden. (laughs) Maybe to you, you don't know her yet. But after this, you're going to want to reach out to her. And so without further ado, Challenge Yourself Podcast welcomes its first guest for really what we call a class on purpose. And this Wait, when do I come in? Is a check. Wait, what is this? <laughs> this is not a check. Hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm Joy and this. Wait, when do I come in? Is a weird friends production. <laughs> Welcome to the Challenge Yourself Podcast. Two friends, one in mental health and one in public health, decided to get together in the midst of a mind-blowing pandemic. To bring you short but mighty daily messages to lift and encourage your spirit. Tune in. Yep. And challenge yourself. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Ashley, are you? Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. I feel like a child. (laughs) Yes, truly. Because what people don't know, welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast. Hello. What you don't know is that we have a very special guest with us today. And I am so grateful that we get to do this because you all know if you're just joining us for the first time, this is a podcast about encouragement, about enlightenment, about empowerment. Mm -hmm. And really it's two friends who came together um, in the midst of this mind blowing pandemic. And, and we just wanted to provide some encouragement to people as we were going through, as we are continuing to go through Mm -hmm. um, a tremendously, tough, challenging collective experience and also uh, on an individual level, level uh, a collective experience. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I'm, I'm excited to just bring up who is coming on. So I get to do that. Nanny Boo Boo, Ashley. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, um, our special guest is not here in the United States. She's actually in London. Catherine Cornwall, the Clarity Queen. Welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for both of you for, um, yeah, for for inviting me on the podcast. I'm, it's, it's such a blessing and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited just to, for us to have a chat and, 
you know, talk things through and oh connect some more. And yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank and you know, you. Catherine, I, I have a really deep burning question for you to ask. Oh, gosh. I really want to ask you, <laughs> but I just want to just let people know, um, um, I connected with, with Clarity Queen, the Clarity underscore Queen on uh, Instagram, um, which is Catherine's handle. Um, I connected with this when I was building um, my Instagram regarding self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking for people that I had not connected with before. I was trying to build differently. I wanted to reach out and reach out into a different space. And, and so being able to bring Catherine onto the podcast, which I wasn't thinking about at the time of, of building the self-sabotage page. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's just a special, special moment. And Catherine, you have a, an incredible story, which I'm just going to read just a tad bit of because we may get into some more of it. But Catherine Cornwall is the founder of, of Clarity Queen and is a master mindset coach. I want you all to understand, and she's going to talk some more about that, but she is a master mindset coach working with her clients and students to obtain a deeper knowledge of themselves and achieve massive clarity on what is holding them back from greatness. Mm. And let me just say, let me just stop right there and say, that in itself should already tell you, y'all know, and, and Ashley, you know, mm -hmm. I am always talking about something about greatness, 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 greatness. Oh, yeah. Right? Not, not you know, hiding and, 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 you know, shrinking back from your greatness. So I connect so much with that. Also, it's her belief that every human on this planet has the innate power to be do and have anything that they want in life so it's her life's mission to help transform the consciousness of our planet mm -hmm. one beautiful soul at a time and now Catherine, you've done tons of things i mean you're you're you you've worked with experts in leadership personal development manifestation spirituality wellness and nlp which we hope that you tell us more about Oh yeah, and and you know how that all comes together, and also you are you know a leader in corporate. You have you know corporate uh, corporate leadership as well. Fifteen years mm -hmm. of that, which is an, an incredible uh, place to be. Is is anything corporate? It's just is a different walk. It's a different talk than let's say the nonprofit world, or you know uh, just even you know just being a small business entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and then you you just you you have academic qualifications in the field of investment management girl you are doing it like I feel like I could put on my crown right now and like be be a part of this this clarity queen movement that you have so like I'm excited to just to to connect with you on this podcast and we're excited to have you on challenge yourself as really the first guest 
Yes. Mm. Oh, I'm yes. so honored. I'm so yes. honored. Thank you. Thank you. So, but here's a question that I have and yes. totally off the cuff. <laughs> I was driving, I was going to Chick-fil-A. You, do you all have, y'all don't have Chick-fil-A's in, in London. You don't have Chick-fil-A. You don't oh, have Chick-fil-A. Oh, we word. hope that you get one soon. We hope for that. There's a lot of things fabulous. that you all, yeah, they're fabulous. So I'm, I'm, I'm driving to Chick-fil-A. And I had this thought, and I need to ask this question. <laughs> the question is, what is so fascinating about the fascinator? Can can I? And and I and I know a lot of people don't know, like what a, you know. Some people don't know. I, a lot of people do, but it's a hat and a and a flowers and decorative. It, it's it's all these things. I know we have we wear them at the Kentucky Derby. Those who have been to the Kentucky Derby here <laughs> in the states know a little bit about it. But what is it? Is it just a royal thing, and or is it non-royals too? Who is fascinated with the fascinator? Is it really as big as 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 we have made it out to be? That's all I want to know. While I was eating my Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, well, the fascinator. I don't. I have not researched the origins of the fascinator, but yeah. um, obviously the royals. Um, you know, I think they are bound by some kind of royal law that they have to wear a hat, okay, mm -hmm. in public or for public engagements. Um, also, if we think about um, the royal ascot, which is the the kind of creme de la creme of horse racing events globally. Mm -hmm that's in Ascot, just outside of London. And um, I, I'm sh pretty sure that you're not allowed to wear a fascinator on one oh, of the days. Really? Um, also, yeah, also when you go to Henley on Thames and you go to the Royal Regatta, which again is, is rowing and that's fascinating. I've been to that a couple of, a couple of times because with, with my previous company. But um, again, there's a certain day that you're not allowed to wear fascinators there either. So wow. it, it, it was derived from the hat, <laughs> you know, the big hat. <laughs> Um, yeah. And it's kind of like, because, you know, I mean, who wants to wear a huge hat, you know, yeah. to a, a wedding or a christening or, you know, something, you know, or, or um, a really nice party, you know, nobody wants to wear a big hat. So I think the fascinator was just a kind of, um, yeah, something that still looked pretty, but wasn't as full on as a hat. Um, ah, but yeah, there are certain, okay. there are certain kind of situations where a fascinator is not acceptable in huh. British society. But again, most of us will wear a fascinator, you know, to a friend's wedding or a family wedding or, um, you know, to a, like you say, to a, a racing event or a sporting event, mm -hmm. uh, mostly right. horse racing, actually. Um, but yeah, I don't know the origins, origins of the fascinator or why it's <laughs> why it's called a fascinator i know why well, i know it's because it fastens it's, well, it's because it fastens on your head is as that a, no? it, fastens, it fastens on it's, it's not because it's fascinating it's because it fastens on your head i never know yeah. um, okay ashley did you not make a comment ashley made a comment <laughs> about the fascinating what did you say didn't you say something about fastening ashley didn't you say something about that? No. Possibly. You know, I always <laughs> used to wonder, and this may sound really crazy. Um, I promise I'm not that crazy. Um, I just, <laughs> I remember thinking, how does that stay on their head so well? And it, you know, it's funny, Catherine, as you talk about, um, you know, certain events 
where they would wear the fascinator and they wouldn't want to wear big hats. And I, I feel like that would be a great conversation to have at like a Southern Baptist church where oh they wear these massive, massive. And the only reason that I, I'm so glad you said that. The mm-hmm. only reason I thought about this was because I was eating Chick-fil-A and I knew that I was going to be talking to someone from London, right? I I knew that and I'm eating and I'm thinking this, but the interesting part is I put on the fascinator, right? And this is pre-COVID, I probably, if I had a fascinator, would go into the grocery store with it on just because, like it would be one of those, (laughs) let me wear it just because. I'm I'm one of those, you know, what do they call us here? Extra. So, you know, (laughs) I would put it on. I would put it on for that purpose. And so I'm going to leave that that conversation be, but I just had to ask because I know how extra that I could be. That would be great to walk around the grocery store oh just in a fascinator with a with a shopping cart buggy, however you want to call it. We had a, we had a discussion about was it a shopping cart, was it a buggy? And now we're just getting our groceries put in our in our back the back seat of our car so we can't even we can't do that right now but when we do I'm going to get a fascinator and try I'm going to go and do an experiment a social experiment about wearing a fascinator in the store see what happens wow (laughs) (laughs) we'll let you know how that goes yes Please keep us posted on that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So so tell us about Clarity Queen and how that process began of starting the Instagram page or really, you know, the, 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 I mean, it just seems like a movement of its own. I was, I was just on your Instagram page and you posted control is simply an illusion. Mm. And it like almost, Mm. it, it took me toward what's going on with, you know, what, even just our, the time that we're in of the pandemic and even before then, like how much our lives were about you know schedules and getting here and I can't talk to you now gotta go mm-hmm. like there it, it was just very very fast paced and so when I when I read that control is simply an illusion on your Instagram page today I thought to myself yes but I I couldn't put it into words so tell us more about clarity queen and about even about this statement mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah so yeah um happy to do that so i I think clarity queen um is a culmination of my life experiences and work on myself Mm. and bringing all of that into something like clarity queen in order for me to be able to empower other people it's all about empowerment it's all about lifting the veil it's all about um saying well look I've transformed my life in this way. And I mean, I came from rock bottom during my teens and had to build my life literally back up from scratch. Um, And I can go into that in a little bit more detail, but Clarity Queen is all about, I mean, I started asking myself, if I can do that, then everybody else can do that. Mm. You know, surely, you know, there's nothing special about me whatsoever. Um, You know, except I've got a healthy bit of drive (laughs) and, you know, and, and I'm, 
big fear of failure. <laughs> so that's what drove me, you know, throughout my whole kind of twenties, you know, when I had a kind of point to prove, you know, and I had a chip on my shoulder. But um, yeah, I mean, Clarity Queen really is just a vehicle to empower and inspire um, both men and women. Um, I know that my, you know, my branding and Clarity Queen is very feminine and I definitely want my business to be completely drenched in feminine energy. Mm-hmm. I want everything yeah. I do, it, it, you know, leading from my femininity. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be this, you know, female that's, you know, striving in business and burning out through using, you know, every, using up all of her female energy and then, you know, having to do everything in a masculine energy. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want that. I want it to be a very feminine brand. And I know that naturally it will attract women to it. But, um, you know, it, 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 I am open to coaching, you know, men as well and working with men. And I'm sure that men will utilize my programs in the future. But, um, you know, Clarity Queen really, um, I, I got to a place, I think it's probably worth just going back a few years because, um, you know, I, I mentioned in my bio that I sent, I think I mentioned in my bio, but certainly on my website, um, that I, around about the age of 14, I would say 13, 14, um, my life completely fell apart. And, you know, I won't go into the detail, but it, it ended up with me being, you know, a young, young woman, completely homeless, completely detached from mother, um, you know, parents had, had divorced. Um, mm. I had a drug and alcohol addiction. Um, I was in trouble with the police um, and I was in the care system. So I'd been put into the care system and I got to the age of 16, the ripe old age of 16 mm-hmm. and had nothing. I had no schooling. I left school at 14. I had zero academic qualifications mm-hmm. and literally had to just pick up the pieces and just start from scratch and I kind of went to college and I got the only you know qualification I could get that didn't need any what we call GCSEs you know and, and A-levels in the UK I, I we didn't I, I just got the only thing I could get without any pre-qualifications I've got that and then um, did some temporary work working for um, what is now a trillion dollar asset manager called legal and general investment management so Elgin and um, I was 18 years old um, I'd done some work experience before that. I was selling um, all kinds of things over the phone. So what you would know as cold calling. Um, and all of that kind of gave me, you know, a little bit of confidence and allowed me to tap into the things that I was good at, which is talking <laughs> this is people on the phone. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it was hideously hard. It was, it was soul destroying, but I did it anyway. Because I had to fend for myself, you know, I had to pay yeah. my own bills at 16. I had to feed myself at 16. I didn't have parents that were doing that for me. So, I, you know, I had to keep a roof over my own head. So that was the thing that drove me during that time. And then I got this, my first full-time um, employment, you know, my first, time, my first full-time job was at Elgin, so Legal and General Investment Management. And it was on the phones and it was talking to clients about their investments. Mm. Now, this was just after the dot bubble had burst the tech mm-hmm. bubble had burst yeah. um so there was just crazy activity on the phone i mean i literally got thrown in the deep end no training um you know deal with these clients and it was my first foray into client service i guess you know and building relationships with people and solving problems for people and that was something that I really enjoyed doing and something that, you know, was very challenging because you're dealing with people crying over the phone. You know, why have I lost thousands and thousands of pounds on my, what you call a mutual fund, because that's what I know you right. call them in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I did that um, for a few years and I've always been just a very within I think about my my group of girlfriends and um, you know I, I always take a a bit of a, a leading kind of position you know I'm always I make decisions really quickly <laughs> I'm like you know I don't dither um, I take risks um, I'm very you know go 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 so um, yeah. I naturally progress very quickly into a leadership role so by the time I was 22 I was leading a team of professionals in our client service team. Um, I had bought my first house, you know, I bought my first car and I'd gone from being, you know, completely homeless, destitute and with a drug and alcohol addiction to being somebody that worked for what is now, you know, a trillion dollar asset manager wow. in a leadership position. And, wow. you know, it, it was, it was, it was great. Um, you know, I, I really thought, you know what, I've cracked it. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. doing well in life. And, continued you know that um that kind of evolution through my career now what is interesting is that um throughout my 20s i had attracted quite a lot of it was like a roller coaster you know there were plenty of really big highs and there were some really really low moments of, of things that were going on in my personal life massive frustrations in my professional life and you know i, I looking back i had really kind of very very deep wounds that needed to be healed mm -hmm. um you know lots and lots of forgiveness that, that needed to happen mm -hmm. um and i could just kept having these lessons crop up over and over and over and over again you know and, and and i you know i just used to push forward and ignore them because i was in my 20s i wasn't really tapped into um you know mindset or right. um, you know psychology i mean I, I you know i'd never done psychology i i, I was completely blind and <clears throat> i got into um a, a relationship in my late 20s um we were due to get married um i was in my late 20s and i was frustrated in my in my job you know i wasn't getting the promotions i wanted to get i kept getting turned down um you know i definitely wasn't right in terms of mindset back then Mm -hmm. uh, even though I was relatively successful on the surface, there was so much more under the surface that I needed to address. Mm -hmm. And um, I had probably my first awakening, um, I would say spiritual awakening um, in my late twenties. Um, actually, I might even have been 30 at the time. And I just woke up one day and just had this epiphany that I cannot be here. Mm. I cannot be in this relationship. I cannot be in this town anymore because I'm from a small town in Wales. I'm not from London. Oh. Um, and I just woke up one morning and went, I can't do this anymore. And what I didn't realize was that that relationship was not serving me at all. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but just being, you know, I guess having quite a small town mentality, you know, and just being in that kind of safe, you know, um, safety, you know, the friends and family being close by and, you know, the cushy job, you know, that, that was very stable and secure that I'd been in for 12 years, you know, and, um, but there was something inside of me, there was something inside of me that just woke up yeah. and yeah. I realized that I was deeply unfulfilled. I was, um, I was, I just knew that I was capable of so much more. And there was something inside of me that also knew I was not going to get that where I was. <clears throat> so I made the decision, painful decision to leave that relationship and, you know, hurt a lot of people on the way, but did what was right for me. So that was a really big decision that I made. And I'm a firm believer that you, when you take action, you take inspired action and you make a decision like that, 
God, the universe will open up infinitely, you know, more paths for you to go down. It opens up the next door. It opens up the next chapter for you, but it takes you being brave and taking that first step. And regardless of everybody else around you saying, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Are you having a breakdown? Look, my friends actually thought I was having a mental breakdown. They were like, what are you doing? Yeah. Six months, <laughs> six months yeah. later, I had moved to London on my own. Wow. And I had one friend here. So I moved the street next to her in East London. Um, I actually moved jobs. So I got a job with an American asset manager called Invesco, um, really great cool. firm. Um, you probably know them. They, they, they're actually old. So geographically, they were two and a half hours away from where I was living in London. So I was doing this huge five hour commute wow. back and forth. Wow. I just wanted to be close to my friend, you know? So I did that for a good six months and then moved. But uh, when I moved to London and I'm digressing a little bit, but when I moved to London, or in fact, when I made the decision to leave that relationship, it was the start of my spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. It was the start of all of the alarm bells going off, you know, all of the, not, not alarm bells, but you know, all of the, the indicators going off, you know, and I was suddenly kind of just guided, divinely guided on this path of really, really deep, you know, inner work, spiritual um, understanding, um, just, yeah, really deep inner work and healing, learning about myself, learning about, um, you know, coaching mindset development and, and that being said I, I i think learning about that more from a spiritual kind of standpoint versus mm -hmm. what i'd always been taught and which mm -hmm. which was coaching and corporate so coaching in corporate which i've been doing you know <clears throat> since my early 20s is, is very different you know okay you get taught maslow's you know and you get taught right. various <laughs> other tools role model yeah. you know and all that kind of stuff yeah then, but <clears throat> the, the, the things that i've learned in the last seven years have just been just deeply, deeply more fulfilling um, and more awakening. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, I'm gonna have some water. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. but, um, sorry. Um, so, so yeah, so I kind of started, embarked on that journey and over the last kind of seven years, I've continued to progress my corporate career. I've taken on some um some different challenges i left the asset management world went into the world of, of headhunting and mm -hmm. kind of developed my own business within a business so that was very entrepreneurial and very yeah. kind of you know it was, it was my first i think step into a very entrepreneurial type role versus being in a you know a cushy leadership role mm -hmm. um you know within within corporate um so stepping into that was was obviously adding more skills and more strings to my bow but I loved being in that entrepreneurial kind of sales type environment. Yeah. Um, I liked being my own boss. And I feel as though throughout the last seven years, I've been stepping more and more into Clarity Queen, you know, into my yeah. inner queen. I've been tapping more into her. And um, oh, well, yeah. I, I, I kind of been, I've been taking on more and more corporate responsibility and kind of evolving right. that kind of my part of my career. But I feel the Clarity Queen is the natural next step in my evolution. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the culmination of all of the skills that I've learned over the years. It's the culmination of all of the deep, deep inner work that I've done and all of the things that I've learned. And I feel I'm in a very good place now where I can give that back. 
Mm, and yeah. one thing I will say, I'll just finish it off by saying that within corporate, I feel as though I'm just doing more of the same. You know, I'm not really adding value. I'm not changing the world. I'm not lifting the consciousness, you know, of the planet, you know, working for the, the you know, the investment bank I'm working for now, you know, it's a, yeah. I'm, you're, a, you're a small cog in a very, very large machine. Mm -hmm. um, and whilst you do impact people around you, you know, being in a leadership role, and I do that role very well, I can do so much more through Clarity Queen. And, and that's really how that came about. And it's just all about empowerment. And I feel as though if I can do this, you know, if I can achieve, if I can achieve everything that I've achieved, um, and knowing everything I now know, I know that I, it's my deepest, deepest belief that all of us can be, do and have everything that we want. The yeah. only thing that, we, that ever stands in our way is ourselves. It, yeah. it, it's us. Nothing else stands in our way. Um, and I, I stood in my way for the longest time. Um, but as soon as I stood out of my way mm. and I <clears throat> reprogrammed my limiting beliefs and yeah. I healed myself, Right. Uh, my life blossomed you know I blossomed as a as a woman so so yeah sorry it's a very long winded way of no, oh, <laughs> talking no, about how we, Clarity Queen came about but that is I know I'm in I'm just like sitting yeah. like a kid in a candy store like wow <laughs> wow like this is incredible what you shared is incredible okay. already um I'm inspired um, I'm, I'm just totally like, wow, the, the thoughts are going through my mind. And one of the things that I, I started to think was, you know, you, 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 you're so, we're so young, mm -hmm. you know, going through <laughs> tremendous, uh, challenges and, and, and you, you somehow deep within, there was something that, that drove you to keep going, uh, to, to shift gears even, uh, you know, just to, to find a different way. There's just something deep within you and, and a drive that's there. And I think, you know, there are a lot of people that are, 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 are going to hear this mm -hmm. and say, well, I'm struck, I'm stuck. I'm struggling. I, you know, have been in the same rut for years and years, or, you know, I'm, I'm even, I'm, I'm I'm struggling with my addictions, whatever they may be. Um, what what do I need to do? How can I start? And and you know, that's really the the key for me is is you know it, it's like I I really want to tell people it's not it's it's not an overnight thing i wish i could snap my fingers and you know wake up and be healed and whole but it's not an overnight thing and so can you speak to that just like the 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 time and the investment that you you took because it sounds like for you yeah it wasn't an overnight thing either i i want people to know that Our purpose and clarity conversation with Catherine continues tomorrow. So you don't want to miss a thing as she talks about next what it means to get up and to find self-awareness and then 
how her life began to take some interesting, powerful turns. Stay tuned. Tune in to find out what happens next. Become a weird friend by joining our 24-7 community, featuring blogs, forums, and weekly inspiration. Start now by following challenge.courage on Instagram and Facebook. And email us your thoughts, comments, and questions at nofakersinfo at gmail.com. Ciao.